0: episode four of the three bagger podcast of course i am joined by j rob central per usual another week where we get to keep you in the scoop about the the moves across major league baseball not just one team not just your favorite team
1: not just your least favorite team but all across baseball how are you doing today justin oh yes we are back i love it i'm doing great christmas is ended gone from the family time to grind again that's all i'm gonna say I mean, all I wanted for Christmas was Nate Evaldi to be a, a San
0: Diego Padre, and out of that yeah. one,
1: nope, you got Cole, dude, dude.
0: No, I did not get Garrett Cole. I got a uh... no Cole, <laughs> like you got like actual
1: Cole. <laughs> I was trying to make a play on joke there. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna let it happen. It's, it's all, all right. right. We're we'll... we're not forty year old dads right now. Okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay.
0: We got a lot to talk about, you know, a lot of interesting things regarding, once again, Carlos Correa. I I mean, we got to start with Carlos yeah. Correa. The center of attention in baseball, maybe even the sports world. I heard Stephen A. Smith screaming about him. Um, There's a lot to think about with Carlos Correa right now. You know, he failed his physical again, and the Mets are looking for a discount. And uh, Correa said, fuck off, you're giving me the full price. What do
1: you think about that? Well, I just think it's absolutely insane. I'm just going to start off with this, um, that Carlos Correa is not willing to restructure his contract with the Mets at all um, in regard to his physical. And there was one little thing that came out where there was a sign last year where he got injured. Mm -hmm. He just didn't tell anyone. He just kind of felt numb in his leg, and he didn't tell anyone. Uh So now we're in a situation where doctors figure this out and you have Giants fans confused why. Oh, that's audio. Um, You have Giants fans uh, confused why he's leaving, going to New York. And then you hear about a little bit of buyer's remorse and a little bit about the physical. And then the Mets deal with the exact same thing. Only the Mets make it public. And they say it's a leg issue. The Giants didn't say anything because they didn't want that out there. And uh, now we're seeing Carlos Correa in a completely different shade of light.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big thing is this. Everyone's been spending the whole offseason pointing their finger, laughing at the Giants. Ha ha ha, you lost out on Aaron Judge. Did they? I think think they were more of a a stalking horse for Aaron Judge to increase his price to the Yankees. And once the Yankees paid, he wasn't going to go to the Giants. Did they miss out on Correa? No. They made a smart decision. They were going to pay $350 million for a guy that has a fractured right ankle, I believe. And back issues. Not to mention his back issues, too. He has a history of back issues. The Giants have made some solid moves. They've, you know, added solid depth pieces. They've had a lot better of an offseason than the Dodgers, and everyone's dogging on the Giants, though.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, i I'm very happy that we didn't spend between 300 to $400 million on anyone to be 500 again. We need other pieces uh, to fulfill the roster, like Mitch Hanniger is a great example of that. That's one of the guys that I'm really happy that came. Conforto, sure, but I need to see him at least in spring training, see if he has anything left in the tank from his last injury because the the year before he kind of sucked. Pitching, sure. I'm not going to talk much about the Rogers twins because of – that dude's last season uh, with the Brewers and a little bit of the Padres. Um, and even our Rogers from the Giants, he didn't have that be- that good of a year either. So, you know, kind of cool to see both of them in the same bullpen. Sure. Hmm. But that's kind of it there. Um, yeah, just really excited about the pieces we, we gained. Um, Dodgers, you can't really say they won or lost compared to the Giants because they never really acquire people in the free agency market. Uh, They usually go for trades or they bring stars up. Like that's just how it works with that uh, mm-hmm. organization because they're really well run. Uh, The Giants seem to learn from them. I think in my opinion, because uh, they are always winning and they're always there in the playoffs. They're always the presence and the Giants. Sure. We won three in five years, but that was eight years ago. So, you mm-hmm. know, focus on the now focus on getting above 500. I ran about the Giants. I know I'm a Giants fan. I'm sorry, but just mm-hmm. going forward, I don't think the Dodgers like should be like a source of complaint here for anyone. Like, oh, the Dodgers didn't do anything? Well, yeah, they don't do anything, but they still have their whole entire roster besides Trey Turner and K- Craig Kimbrell, right? Is that about it? And uh, pretty fine to me. They
0: they lost Justin Turner as well. Right. They, they lost
1: did lose him too.
0: Uh, Andrew Heaney. They lost Tyler Anderson. They lost a decent yeah, amount of pieces.
1: They did. They did.
0: I, I will say the one thing – and the one thing that was really interesting and Trevor Plouffe was talking about it when I was listening to him is the giants made moves to make them a better ball club for the next two to three years when they need to focus on rebuilding for the next four to five years. Because like it. It's it's like, can they compete in the same window as this current Padres and Dodgers team? No, unless they're going to be the third, a third wildcard team, which is possible. There was three wildcard teams out of the NL East last year. It's possible it's very unlikely but back to the dodgers this is the most interesting thing and we'll segue this into my next topic that i want to discuss the dodgers got a hundred million dollars off the books and i was like okay everyone's original thought was they can go out and spend and get whatever the fuck they want they have a hundred million dollars to spend to get back to where they were at and stay above the luxury tax and then they kind of made some small subtle moves and then i was like okay well They can stay under the luxury tax here and go all out for Otani next year. And that's really smart. But here's where things get really tricky. You know, they signed Noah Syndergaard. They made a couple signings here and there. And then Trevor Bauer gets reinstated. And now their whole plan of staying below the luxury tax is fucked up. (laughs) Trevor Bauer just pulled he's like you want to you want to suspend me league for you know this long dodgers you don't want me in the clubhouse that's fine i'm going to take a shit on your off season adds 32 million now they're a million below the luxury tax and if any of those arbitration players make more than their estimated figure a million more with the tw- probably this 20 some odd players that have an the arbitration they're over luxury tax it's not reset and they still have to pay those fees and it's not going to be reset till next year and they're going to stay with luxury tax again if, if they're getting Otani. I mean, Otani is going to be like forty, fifty million $50 a year.
1: I think personally, Trevor Bauer has made a huge, huge role in the Dodgers not pursuing Otani for the next year. Uh-huh. And the funny fucking thing is that everyone thought Bauer was going to play with Otani in Anaheim before he signed with the Dodgers. Isn't that, I, isn't that I crazy? Thought, I thought Padres, Mets,
0: Dodgers were the finalists. I really wanted
1: Bauer that offseason. Sure. I'm just saying, like, in the very beginning of that offseason, everyone's like, angels, angels, angels. We got to get the angels, angels. And then, then they weren't interested. It's like, well, what the fuck? You know, like, that's just insane to me. And then, yeah, it's just funny that Otani could have easily gone to L.A. this next offseason, just based on how the Dodgers are playing stuff. And then Bauer's like, nope, sorry. And he could have just played with him in Anaheim. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it's not necessarily his fault. It's more of, like, the Dodgers' fault for not realizing, hey, this guy could possibly get reinstated very, very soon. Yeah, true. And the other interesting thing about it is they're going to release him, most likely. Most yeah. likely they're going to release him. But they still have to eat $32 million. Right, it doesn't change things. Nope. But now we're we're going to get a little controversial, keep it kind of straightforward. Let's talk a little bit about Trevor Bauer. You're rubbing your hands right now. We're on Zoom talking about this. I have been asked about Trevor Bauer probably 200 times through live streams, comment sections of my videos, and my answer is always the same. Great baseball player, but he comes with baggage. So I'm going to let Justin take the floor on this and let him discuss Trevor Bauer.
1: Well, I think there is a lot of talent that comes with Trevor Bauer. Sure, great, great stuff. But whenever you're in a clubhouse – With a very successful franchise and you put so much publicity on yourself, the whole entire idea of winning and going to the playoffs and winning a World Series completely changes. Everyone's thinking about you and your fucking problems and like how like why are they in the middle of it? Why is this dude next to my locker taking YouTube fucking videos and he's asking (laughs) me questions like I don't want to be a part of this. You know, it's a complete waste of time. And it loses the whole entire purpose of why he's there in the first place, making the money he's making. Like, go there, win some ball games, and just shut your yapper, dude. Like, play some ball, pitch, do what you're supposed to do for the money that you're being basically paid. That was
0: the thing I always wondered after the 2020 season when he was a free agent. I was like, I wonder whatever team signs them, if they're going to tell him, hey, Give me your fucking camera. I'm 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 fucking jumping on top of that shit. I'm not right buying you're
1: in front of you like a little child. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not buying another one.
1: <laughs> it's parking contract where I mean. You're not allowed to buy one.
0: That's what I was really thinking was I'm like, are they just gonna tell this guy, this guy, hey, you can't be filming this shit. Like, like it's not gonna fly, especially with the Dodgers you think clayton kershaw wants to be in the fucking daily vlog oh it's like stupid it's so no, stupid. It it's almost embarrassing not to knock it because during the COVID season that was one of the the, the highlights
1: 100 percent. oh yes Sorry. i was i loved yeah. those videos i was i was hooked on them. i watched them all the time but everything changed when i saw like kenley jansen and like clayton kershaw and like justin turber like just not giving him the time of day like just like Kind he's of just, just like, like smiling and like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, like
0: he's like he's sitting there. He's like, hey, I'm here with Justin Turner, uh, JT. Uh, uh, And then he'll make like some like ginger joke. And then Justin Turner's just like, dude, fuck off.
1: Yeah, like I'm trying to like focus on my career right now. God, that, that's my opinion on Trevor Bauer. He's a great talent, but I think he's lost the whole entire idea of why he's getting paid when he's getting paid. He's not getting paid to shove a camera in the clubhouse and talk about his feelings. Is it is it fair to say that Trevor Bauer is the Antonio Brown of baseball? He that that's really good. I just I thought like of that, that, right that now. a lot. Um Based on attention seeking, sure, hundred percent. I just don't think he's as insane as him. <laughs> well, oh, you know? doesn't play contact sport. I mean, if he had, yeah. this, if he had CTE like Antonio Brown, like if I saw. Trevor Bauer just, like, throw a pitch, and it was a ball, and then he just throws off his jersey and just flips everyone off and just runs off, you know, like what Antonio Brown did? I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't think I could ever see that. I don't see that in Trevor Bauer. He will get his his fucking camera out from the clubhouse, go right to the umpires, like, hey, what the fuck was that about? Talk to my subscribers about why you just made that call. (laughs)
0: Let's not forget, this is a guy that wrote, Bush did 9-11 on the mound. (laughs) <laughs> when when Terry Francona, one of the most respected managers in baseball, pulled him, he threw the ball fucking off the scoreboard in center field. I loved. I truly loved. I couldn't believe it. I was a
1: when, huge fan of that.
0: I remember sitting on the couch and watching the breakdown with my dad from by John Boy watching the John Boy breakdown with my dad. we were just like, holy shit! <laughs> like we had no
1: like we one of the first John Boy uh, videos I watched myself.
0: My my first one was uh, the the. Uh, Pirates Reds Brawl. That
1: was my second. That was, that was my second. so Bauer is like on my recommended, and then I saw there's like three or four other videos, like the short videos, like the Yankees and like the Reds. And yep, yep. Pirates yeah, I was like, this is like a really cool channel, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: and then it just blew up. And now it's a co it's an insane almost me- like their media company. Yeah, it's like Barstool, it's up there with Barstool, man. It's unreal, it's unreal. I, I love them so much. Like, I want to buy all their merch. I want to, like, comment and, like, tweet at them and shit. Why are you putting your mouth in the bottle like that? Let's not talk about that. Uh, No one can see. No one saw it. It didn't happen. But I love John Boy. You know I love John Boy. I've always tried to get you on it. Um, It's unreal that you're able to meet them in person. I still am shook from that. Jake is is a lad,
0: man. That dude has, like, he has some massive fucking biceps.
1: He's pretty fucking jacked, but he's a funny ass motherfucker. That's why I love watching him. It's I his, his humor. I, I
0: I couldn't believe, like, just sitting there listening to him, just fucking yeah. like, like I'm like, this isn't an act. Like, this is how he is.
1: Like, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, yeah, people it's think big and it's like all cringy and shit, but no, that's just who Jake is.
0: Yeah. Not to get off on a tangent about John Boy Media, but um <laughs> yeah, it's, I love him. Pretty funny. Uh, great guys over there. Um, the next thing, the most recent news we'll discuss, Nate Ivaldi. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna speak first on this. Nate Nate Ivaldi to the Rangers hurts my soul. I said we sign this guy, we're gonna win the World Series. That was that was my projection for the Padres because if you come into playoffs. With a healthy Nate Eovaldi as your fourth best pitcher in the rotation. That's fucking scary, man. That's really scary. With the lineup that we have. And then it's just kind of. Rangers signed him to a very easy deal to sign someone to. It was seventeen million a year for two years. Very possible to sign someone to that contract. And we just didn't do it. For whatever reason. We didn't make the correct move. We didn't. We didn't sign him, and now I would say there's a ninety percent chance we sign Johnny Cueto. I'm going ninety percent. I like it. If if you told me here's a hundred dollars bet on a free agent to sign somewhere, I'm saying n- n- put it on Johnny Cueto, the Padres. Just make like it. It. it's a it's a signing that makes sense. Something that's been like, like I always say with AJ Preller, he has certain players he likes. And Johnny Cueto is that player he likes for whatever reason. He has a fondness of Johnny Cueto. But that's my take on Nate Eovaldi. What do you, do
1: you think about this signing? It's on the perspective of how much goddamn money the Rangers are spending for payroll this year. They are, let me double check this, they're ranked fifth in the MLB. Right below the Padres with $167 million of payroll. Mm-hmm. Right above the Dodgers. And do you see them as maybe a wild card team? Maybe. Like, that's seriously all I'm thinking. I don't see them running away with it against the Astros. No way. So, but like... They, all you have to do is get into the dance. Anything can happen once you're in. I understand, but I don't think Nate Evaldi is going to be that $17 million player per year for the Rangers in order for them to get to the dance. I just don't think it. Like, I love their... Uh, rotation now, one hundred percent, but they need to focus on their offense too, man. They do. They're they're solid. They're pretty solid. They're going to be a playoff team, one hundred percent. But I just don't think two guys getting paid, you know, three hundred million each, in Seager and Simeon is, you know, offense. It's got to be more than that. It has to be. I'm sorry. It has to.
0: I mean, they they got more than just that, man. I give him respect. They got they got Nate Lau. They got Adolis Garcia. Sure, there's,
1: there's a little right. bit. uh Brad Miller. I'm gonna look up Adolis Garcia and see his uh, year last year. He was hot for a fat minute, but he was super good in 2021.
0: He was an all star.
1: Yeah, he uh, hit 250, 27 home runs. Um, a little bit less than uh, the year before that. So sure. You can uh, have him hitting fourth or fifth, sure. But is that going to be the Astros where they have Jose Abreu hitting seventh? You know? So it's just like, I don't know.
0: Oh, for sure. They're not winning the division. But, I mean, like, when you get into the playoffs, anything's possible. Uh, What is Brad Miller's? Brad Miller's getting four mil this year, and he had an abysmal year this year. I was was expecting more from Brad Miller. Seven home runs, 32 RBIs, 212 batting average, 270 on base percentage 590 ops only 222 at bats but Brad Miller's been pretty fucking solid at points in his
1: career. Yeah, one thing I want to talk about maybe Nate Voldi I think would have been a better fit for another team in the AL West that's coming up and might be a playoff team, it's the Mariners. I think if he went to that rotation, we would be saying, "Oh, Mariners like they might be, you know, they're going to be a wild card team, but they actually might put down the dragon In the AL West, that they face in the playoffs, meaning they go to the championship series, they improve as a team and might see themselves in the World Series. Like I think that with their payroll being fairly low, I think it's below league average. Getting a guy like Evaldi to supplement Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo that would have been like a dream come true for Mariners fans. I that's just my opinion, but I don't know. Here's my take on the
0: Seattle Mariners. It's a hot take. I think the Seattle Mariners have an a pretty average lineup i would say i wouldn't say it's like some lineup where i like look at it and i'm like whoa like these guys can flat out hit you know 100 their starting rotation is very very solid it's super young though you know you have luis castillo's your ace chris flexen's good logan gilbert's good marco gonzalez is coming back this year from tommy john i believe Their bullpen's solid. They're overpaying Robbie Ray, of course, talking about names off the top of my head, looking at their roster right now. Mm -hmm. But this is a big issue. They seem like they're allergic to spending money, right? And they don't have the farm system to trade for people right now. I believe they have a a bottom 10 farm system. So it's kind of like they're they're not one foot in, one foot out, but they're a team that's going to be, competitive but they're not a team that's going to
1: win a world series
0: you know what i mean yeah so it's it's kind of like what is the mariners plan like I've, I've that's what i'm interested in
1: i personally think they are more right than the rangers and i think um they are relying a lot on young offense um in regards to julio rodriguez and jared kalanick sure but they still have guys that proved themselves this year in Thai france in Cal Raleigh, uh, J.P. Crawford, also had an amazing year. It's just I feel like they need a better presence of veterans that the Rangers have, sure, but, like, just, like, one guy, one guy in on the offense, you know. Sure, Eugenio Suarez, you can say that. I just don't see him as the leader type to lead them to where they want to be, you know? Mm,
0: so this is the interesting thing. I'm looking at the farm system ranked. So the bottom five five farm systems are this. The Angels have the worst farm system in baseball. I feel like they've never had a good farm system. Houston Astros are 29th. Okay, that makes sense. They're in a super competitive mode. Padres are 28th, which is very, very interesting because coming into the last year, they were ranked like sixth.
1: Yeah, top five, if that,
0: yeah. But I mean, when you trade for Juan Soto, you're trading away as much prospect capital as it takes, right? Then you got the Braves. Okay, that makes sense. The White Sox. Why do they have such a bad farm system? I'm not even sure.
1: Yes, right. Either way, problems there.
0: Phillies. Okay. And then you have the Mariners. So it's kind of like the White Sox and the Mariners are kind of like they 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 can make the wild card, but it's like, what is your future? What is your goal as a team? Here, here's one
1: thing I want to emphasize with the Mariners. I mean, Mariners. not that the the but... man.
0: Let me say this: the Mariners are steps ahead of the White Sox currently. I'm not trying to drag the Mariners down. They're they're the White Sox are are in their own league of issues right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's uh one thing I really want to emphasize with the Mariners currently. Uh the 2022 and 2021 ranks. So 2022 preseason rank and the 2021 midseason rank for their uh farm system was 2. They were second. And the reason being is because Julio Rodriguez got called up and Jared Kelnick is considered not a rookie anymore. Mm-hmm. So those guys coming up is the reason why they're so low on the totem pole. But that just shows you like we were so overhyped with the Mariners prospects yeah. and they honestly didn't have that much depth. That's what I was about to what say. Scared about. So
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at their farm system
1: right now, they have one top 100 prospect. Great board. It's a great name. It's a great fucking name. Let me see this like, guy. He plays for the Modesto Nuts in Single A. This is just incredible. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, that's what happens. He was
0: probably their. I I bet you he was their first round pick in the last two years. No, no, dude. I just love the name of the team, the Modesto. Oh, ever heard of the Modesto Nuts. They're not I. Dude, so my this is incredible. <laughs> a little sidetrack here. I have a Modesto Nuts shirt. No
1: way. <laughs> I don't know where it is in my room, but I just don't my, believe. It.
0: I have a family member who's from Modesto, and one day, they're wearing a fucking Modesto nut shirt, and I was like, this is the sickest thing I've ever seen. Get me one of these shirts.
1: It is so cool. It's a fucking peanut. Dude, I'm alerted to that shit, but sign me up. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're going to yeah. be all excited. Oh my god. Well, it, it's...
0: It's just they had a super top heavy farming system. Yes, they did trade a decent bit away, you know, at the deadline to get Luis Castillo. They traded away a top twenty prospect in all of baseball, but um, they're just you know, it's just like I don't know if they're a team. They're gonna be solid, but I don't know if they'll ever be a team that's gonna be like,
1: okay, these are World Series capable guys. Right. I think we they just have to prove it, like what the Phillies did this last year. You know, just going far in the playoffs at least winning one series especially against the big dogs in your division if they're able to prove that i think we'll have a completely different opinion on a roster like this and really just proving like that young guys could fucking do it you know if they want to but i don't Mm -hmm. know it's a lot of good things have to happen in order for it to happen
0: yeah i mean i'm looking at their their prospects at the beginning of last year Okay. Cal Raleigh was still considered a prospect. Logan right. Gilbert was considered a prospect. George right. was okay. considered. Julio Rodriguez and Kellenick. Those are all guys that are at the major league level now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But these guys are obviously going to develop. By the way, I'm, I'm not going to take a doc on them. They'll develop. Yeah. But it's going to be really hard come three, four years from now. They're not going to be able to pay all of them. I mean, I think Jared Kellenick is a bust. It's I don't know. He's still young. I don't know. It's tough.
1: Yeah, it's tough to determine for sure. But he's definitely but, not what people thought he was going to be. No, yeah, for sure. So we can say that. And then Julio Rodriguez is going to be a stud, hopefully. I pray to that. I, pray. I think he already is a stud. Right. But that could be like, oh, like he come to the league for example Saquon barkley having an amazing rookie season and then like afterwards like well what do you what do you prove and then now he's great sure but like it took three years to figure that out right there's, i don't want there's,
0: there's a lot to hedge with the with the mariners there's a lot of question marks yeah. i think i think their window is 3 years from now is the is when they have to win it all
1: yeah and their farm system's not proven that so yeah like,
0: and then just don't have we
1: the just went the Mariners rant, dude. I don't know. Yeah, man. Last time it was the Twins. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And we it all came from Nate Evaldi. God yes. damn.
0: It all started at Nate Evaldi. Uh, what was another team I really wanted to rant about? I completely lost my train of thought. We got too deep. Oh, back to the Rangers. We're going we're gonna to segue back to the Rangers here. We're doing a lot of AOS today. Yes. The biggest thing when I think of the Rangers and when I think of the Mets, I'm putting the Mets in this category. Gotta love the Mets. Gotta talk about the Mets. Here we go. Ruffles yeah. with feathers, baby. Um, When you have these guys, right? You bring all these guys in from free agency like the Mets have done, like the Rangers have done. It doesn't matter how talented they are. It's not a guaranteed group that's going to mesh and win. And that's exactly what happens. Last year, with both teams, just at different different scales, of course, the Mets performed well in the regular season, but severely underperformed in the postseason. They should have beat the Padres. Yeah, no excuse. You have Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom going in a in a best of three series, and you lose. It's true. It's true.
1: No excuse. It's very true. I just um, I, I can't compare the Rangers to the Mets just yet. I can't.
0: I, I'm not comparing them, but I'm saying in a sense
1: <laughs> All all the free agents coming in the last two yeah. years, yes. It's just not it's- gonna match like they want it to. I under I understand.
0: Baseball's a sport where you kinda have to like organically add players to the mix. It's like it's like a soup. You're building a soup. Right? Well,
1: I've never had soup, so I can't
0: compare <laughs> it. So it's like you're making soup. You're making tomato soup. You know, your the prospects are the tomato paste. Um free agents is the salt and pepper and um I don't know, trades are the water or whatever, your base. You have to have the even mix to make a good soup. You oh, yeah. can't just you can't just get the salt being the free agents and just dump it all in there. You know what I'm I I'm
1: mean? sorry, we might have lost a lot of viewers for me saying that I never had soup, but it is true. <laughs> I, I, didn't true. That. I didn't know that. That's that
0: sidetracked Good. me. <laughs> but it's true. You, you get what I mean. You have to, when you're yeah. making something, you have to have the even mix, the correct mix. And
1: they, you could say baking a cake is the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't fucking put 15 eggs when it requires two eggs. Okay. The more eggs you put in, the worse it's going to taste. It's not guaranteed, but if you just have to find that right mixture, which it could be different amounts for different teams, you gotta find that right mixture. And yeah. I would say the Rangers haven't found it. I would say the Mets are trying too hard to find it. Yeah, but mm, I agree. That's my take on it, I like it. uh I don't know. I I think baseball is the only sport that's like that, though. Hmm. Yeah. That's the only sport I would consider where you can kind of do, I don't even know how to, like, you have to have a certain balance of. Chemistry. Team chemistry.
1: Team chemistry. Yeah. It's really Um, chemistry. You say that about basketball, but at the same time, you can have, you know, one player control that team. So it's a little different. Um, Football, I just feel like you have the best players possible. You're going to win the game.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, look like at the, the Rams that won the Super Bowl. It's
1: just talent. That's all it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a trade. Ready to talk a little trade action? Okay, let's do it. Dalton Varshow. Oh, yes. Okay. trades trade to the Blue Jays. Uh-huh. G- Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel come to Arizona. I'll let you start on this.
1: I think that the Diamondbacks have severely won this trade severely mm-hmm. like like not even like coming close like you have clear statistics on this guy mr Varsho, show for two seasons one and a half and it's just subpar like what the hell are they seeing in this guy to trade away one of their best prospects and a guy who's been fairly good in the offensive side of the ball like why You know? Yeah. Is that just me? Like, I I don't know. And what it was is this
0: exact situation. The Diamondbacks have four young outfielders. Three of them are going to stay. The question was, what could get us the best return, but also keep us with the best roster? Dalton Varsho came off of a career year where he performed – to that peak. He's at peak value. He's never going to get more value. Plenty of control, he's young, he had a career year. If we trade him now, we'll get the best return. So what do they get? They got Lord I I don't know where they're going to play Lord Scariell. I haven't thought about that yet. Maybe DH? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. He's not really good defensively. No. Lord Scariell has one year of control and then he's a free agent. And then they got Gabriel Moreno, which catching was a huge hole for them. And Gabriel Moreno is really, really good. He kind of reminds me of, like, a Yachty Molina.
1: And they already have Carson Kelly anyway. Yeah, I don't think... I I don't think they just think have depth there now, so they can have Carson DH, or they can have their new guy get DH, you know? It's Moreno's just,
0: not going to DH. He's really good defensively.
1: So I guess Carson will. I guess Carson's the guy to do it. Loris Gurriel, you got to figure out where the hell to put him. But... I like it. I like what the Divex are doing. They're getting guys.
0: I'm going to shit on another team right now. Let's do it. The Blue
1: Jays. Oh, yes. Talk
0: to me here. Blue Jays front office. Talk to me here. You guys have made two trades now where you have acquired players that just played to their career seasons they are never going to have a higher ceiling than what they did. Dalton Varsho and Paul Sewalt. Why? Why are you doing this? It's completely unnecessary. You guys didn't improve as a team. You basically just got worse as a team. Like, I mean, they signed Chris Bassett, I'm not even talking about signing Chris Bassett, right? They get an outfielder. Okay. They needed a center fielder. They let Rommel Tapia go. I'm not saying that Rommel Tapia is worse than Dalton Varsha. I'm not going to say that he's. Yeah, yeah it's equal. true. But uh, you also got rid of Oscar Hernandez. Would you rather. Have Teoscar Hannes and Ramel and Ram Tapia or just Dalton Varsho? I think I'd well, rather have Teoscar. and But I would rather. I I love having multiple matchups. I love having platoons. Yeah. And then you you traded Teoscar away because you wanted to get a reliever, Paul Soward. Like I believe if I look at his career numbers, he had a below two ERA this season. But I'm pretty sure. Besides that, in his career, he's been, eh. Just really eh, and let's be honest, how fast do relievers come and go in the game of baseball?
1: It's like one or two years that's that's their lifespan that's sorry it. not Paul Sewald. who did
0: they get? what was the reliever they got?
1: uh was it Romano? I don't think so I think Romano's was there Romano's been there, yeah, let me I just pick up uh did David Phillips no shoot. There's
0: some, but the point is, some relievers can stay around Eric Swanson. Ah, uh, yes. Eric Swanson's been in the league since 2019. You want to hear his
1: career numbers? Go for it.
0: 27 games pitched in 2019, almost a six ERA. Nine games pitched in 2020, 13 ERA. 33 games pitched in 2021, 3.3 ERA. And this year he had 1.68 ERA, but let's be honest, he's never going to get back to that level.
1: It might, it might get to three. It might be a four or a five. In the AL East, dude?
0: Ooh.
1: I think the Blues got worse, and I'm not happy about it. I was excited to see them. His you know. projected ERA is 3.2. Yankees are going to be up there. The Rays will be there because they're the fucking Rays. Yeah,
0: they'll always be there. The Red Sox, I don't even know what the Red Sox oh, is. They are another team that's just like, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, like what the hell is going on? And the Orioles are going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. So the East is going to be kind of weak. I'm not going to lie, this year. Like yeah. It'll be Blue Jays and Yankees that'll be talked about. But honestly, it's just the Yankees.
0: Okay, so let's look at let's look at these moves here. They they let uh, Romel Tapia walk. They are they DFA Bradley Zimmer, DFA Romel Tapia. They traded, they traded Teoscar Hernandez for Adam Mako. I don't even know who this guy is. Same. He's a prospect. Nothing special. And Eric Swanson for Teo for one year of Teoscar Hernandez. If Teoscar Hernandez signs an extension and stays in Seattle, that's a great move for the Mariners. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, what else do we got here? He's playing a lot of fucking small ball right now. They need to get something big. Say, hey, we want to be the next Yankees, motherfuckers. You know, like, they just don't do it. They can't Uh, do it. Ross
0: Stripling walks, right? Jackie Bradley Jr. is still a free agent. David Phelps walks. So Eric Swanson basically is going to replace David Phelps. I would say that's a fair consideration. I don't know what David Phelps' numbers were. This year, to be honest, but I've, I know he's a solid reliever, or at least used to be. Yeah. Okay. So this is David Phelps' numbers this year 2.83 ERA. So they replaced Swanson, replaced Phelps. It's just a replacement scenario. Yeah. All they've done is just circle back and replace players, replace players, and they're not really improving. They're pretty similar.
1: Um, I do yeah. like, though, one of my favorite things for this team this year that they signed is Kevin Kiermeyer. I like that a lot. It's just when you get a guy like Varsho who can play both catcher and outfield, where are you going to put Varsho in the outfield? You're just going to make him catch, you know, and get rid of uh, Jansen, right? That's his name. I, I hate that guy. But we'll see. If, I mean, if they trade Jansen, I will take Jansen in San Diego. I want yeah. to I may we might be like excited for this team if we see them play good, but I think they have some holes. Yeah, they basically replaced
0: uh who is the starter that that uh they replaced Ross Stripling with paying more money for Bassett. I guarantee you Ross Stripling and Bassett are pretty on par with each other. Sure. They got, like the only real upgrade they got is they added Kevin Kiermaier to replace Romel Tapia. Yeah.
1: So, that's good. Adding the depth in the rotation, too, sure. But it was honestly a a more boring offseason for the Blue Jays than we've seen in the past, like, since George Springer. And then, you know, Kevin Gosman, guys like that. We just didn't see that this year. I think we just got a little bit spoiled. Um, So, maybe we were just not as excited, but they still made some good moves, I guess. The more we look at it. We got news. We got news. Sean, this, this happened before we
0: started this, I think. I just wasn't on Twitter. Robert Murray is reporting that catcher Sean Murphy and the Atlanta Braves have agreed on a six-year $73 million extension. Wow. With a club option of $15 million in 2029. That's a good talking point because... Braves,
1: Braves just keep winning on these deals, dude. It's actually amazing what they're able to get.
0: It's a of I, uh, this is my philosophy on how they make these deals. I think they're the, the reason they can make these deals is they're buying a lot of these people out of uh out of arbitration, out of pre-arbitration. So, like for example, there's no spot rack has it updated right now, so I'm just gonna go to Sean Murphy's spot rack. Okay. So I'm gonna go here, right? Sean Murphy spot rack. Sean Murphy would have gotten paid three million dollars this year. Now he is going to make six he's gonna make oh like a ten point five. Right? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Ten point five, that was rough math right there. So let me see, actually look seventy three mil, no, so around sure. ten
1: point five. Seventy three what? Divide by six. Twelve point two, but yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I'm messing with you, bro. Uh, That's terrible. No, like seriously, like just Braves keep winning, dude. They keep winning the transactions. But the the, how they make these signings
0: is so simple. You walk up to a guy like Michael Harris, right? Michael Harris was pre-arbitration for three years. Then he's arbitration. Walk up to Michael Harris. You're like, listen, buddy, you're a great baseball player. We want you part of the organization. You can either sign this extension where you can get guaranteed $10 million for the next eight years, or you can collect $550,000 and hope your career stays on the same path because there's no guarantee. What are you going to do? You're going to take the money. I-, I guarantee you Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies are are punching themselves in the dick. 100%. Oh, yes. It's just smart management. They got played by the pimp. The pimp outpimped them. It's a simple way to put it.
1: Well the question is, what the hell are they gonna do with Travis Darno now? Darno's the backup, I guess. Yeah, he's getting paid eight million to be a backup. Hmm. You see
0: what well, I mean? Who else do they have? They don't have another catcher, do they?
1: I don't think so. Because they got rid of Contreras.
0: That still made no sense
1: to me. Chadwick Trump, my boy from the Giants. Yes. He sucks.
0: I guess they can make Chadwick Trump their backup and trade.
1: Guess where this man's from. Country.
0: Uh, he gives me some Caribbean country.
1: Aruba. I don't know where that is, but let me look at That's it where up. Xander Bogarts is from. If you did the Caribbean area... And it actually is. I'm to be yeah. Very proud of you.
0: Aruba's from the Caribbean area. Xander Bogarts is from from Aruba as well.
1: Wow, I'm I'm impressed. I made that up my math. I made
0: I made up I made up for my math mistake.
1: Geography, next to Curacao, just north of what country is this? Name, Venezuela. Name two baseball players from Curacao. Um, well, don't mind me typing, um, anything here, uh, because I'm not doing that. I'm just really thinking, thinking like really thoroughly. So just give me a second. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Kenley Jansen and Andrew Jones. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah.
0: not active jerks and pro far, but yeah.
1: Anderson Simmons. Is he still active? Uh mm-hmm. huh. I played for the Cubs this year. I think. Oh. Let me look that up. I'm interested. Just Andrelton Simmons is being talked about? Like, what? He's a free agent. Oh, my goodness. God, he does not know how to wear a baseball hat correctly. (laughs) Just bad. Zero home runs, 13 hits.
0: God, his numbers are terrible.
1: Seven RBIs, four stolen bases. Oh, we love this. An OPS plus of 25. Holy crap. He had a negative war this year. He used to be in the MVP rankings, dude. Yeah. But he was so good defensively. I know. Well, he sucks now. I had a couple of years on the Angels where he was really good. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Shit. Sad, sad times for Mr. Simmons. Because now he's getting his job taken. By Mister Mr. Uh,
0: Mr. Dansby himself. B. We already
1: talked about Dansby last week.
0: Dansby. Dansby. See what else? Let me make sure I didn't miss any other little sprinkles of news.
1: Exactly what I'm doing too. Let's see. If it wasn't for
0: giraffe neck Mark, I would have not known about this.
1: One player from each team poised to break out in 2023. Oh my goodness, we're going to look at Daniel West. Let's see what we got. We got. For the Rockies, Brendan Rodgers, no one cares. I Padres, think- Robert Suarez, I agree. He's already broke out, I feel like. Well, a lot of people don't know who he is just yet. So, we'll see. Giant to- Camilo Duvall, they've already said that last year, so shut the fuck up. Uh, Dodgers, Miguel Vargas, do not care. And the D-backs, Corbin Carroll, that's one guy I cannot wait to see this year. Cannot wait.
0: Mm-hmm. With I this like extension it. of Sean Murphy, the Braves now have Austin Riley under control till 2033, Michael Harris till 2032, Matt Olson till 2030, Sean Murphy till 2029, Spencer Strider till 2029, Ronald Cooney Jr. till 2028, Von Grissom till 2028, Ozzy Albies till 2027, Kyle Wright till 2026, and Max Reed till 2024.
1: The Braves are just gonna be good for the rest of the time. That's just how it is.
0: Fucking terrible man. I That's hate it.
1: Great organization. Very it well run.
0: It is. The AA is solid, man. We're gonna wrap this episode up with one more thing. This is yeah. the last thing. And in, in the in the in the heat of the Correa situation. Three teams have came, three anonymous teams have came in asking about Correa's medicals and his availability to Scott Boris.
1: Is this A true, B false? What do you think? I think it actually is true. Okay. I am interested in at least one of these teams, and I think it's the Dodgers. I really think that they're kind of lurking in here. I That that could be just me being a Giants fan. But the Dodgers might try to steal this guy for a year or two before his injury. But I know Correa is, you know, I want to keep my contract. Scott Morris, he told me this. Well, shut up, kid. Shut the fuck up. You need to find a way to play this year, you piece of shit. So maybe the Twins. He might go back to Minnesota. (laughs) I didn't ask what the three teams you thought the three teams were. Dodgers, Twins um I, I need to think of the next one i'm I'm kind of not thinking straight here i'm gonna go those two and just give me one second it might be like shit i don't know i can't even think that way just like a really poorly run organization you know? yeah
0: it's, you're getting close
1: you're getting <laughs> close oh god oh no oh <laughs> What? <laughs> it's, it's so
0: funny. You're like, a really poorly organ- run organization. Oh, the Angels. How do you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think they're doing it. I don't. They are. I think they are. Uh, maybe, but they got so many more problems, bro. Oh, God. I'm I'm thinking more like the Rangers. It's because we just like, what the fuck are the Rangers doing? Like, they always do something like this. Mm. Or... The Red Sox. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Nationals. All right. You ready for my three teams? I'm guessing. Yes. Go for it. I'm going the Angels. Okay. There's not really a lot of teams, the when I think about it, I'm going the Twins. Okay. Twins would love them back. Mm-hmm. Ready for this one? The okay. Orioles. Ooh. The Orioles. I also think maybe even the Rockies. I can see the Rockies
1: doing that. Oh, the Rockies are very well known in doing stuff like this.
0: It would be a very Rockies-like move.
1: Oh, yes. I'm going to go Rockies. So I'm going to do Dodgers, Rockies, Twins. The Rockies are in the small stop
0: market, so it's possible, man.
1: It's like, Chris Bryant, where's he going to go? He needs to help a World Series team. Colorado. (laughs) It sounds like you're hurt by this. I am, dude. <laughs> I am. Oh, if we had him and then we got Correa, and we kept Rodon. Oh finish in third place. Screaming.
0: <laughs>
1: Screaming He's for the, the five hundred record right there. <laughs> Damn it.
0: Let me let me throw one last signing we and talk about. X right now, Brandon Jury. Hmm. To the angels really, you didn't know about this two years, 16 mil. That's good, I like it. You like it? I yeah. like Brandon Jury. Oh, and we've got another one. Oh, <laughs> we've actually forgot a, quite a few. We'll do some, some wrap
1: <laughs> just very quick. I, I like, I like Jury. Go next.
0: Next one, uh, Matt Carpenter Padres.
1: Don't care. Next. Seth Lugo Padres. Those are the only signing. Thing. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Bullpen he's going to be a starter, apparently. He'll be a bullpen death by the end of the year. Watch. He thinks he's going to be a starter, and he has Scott Boris. Bullpen Scott.
0: death. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up the episode. Thank you, everyone, for watching. <laughs> All right, for real, though, that is the episode. Thank you so much. Check out J-Rob Central on YouTube and, sub- and subscribe and like and share with your friends. Thank you for watching. Peace.